Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Today's guest was a Planned Parenthood director who turned pro-life advocate. She is so inspiring. Yes. Her movies have made us cry, for sure. She is the CEO of And Then There Were None. Welcome to the show, Abby Johnson. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I have never had I've never had applause when I came on to the show. That's exciting. You can never what? have too many applause. And when you got a I button. Mean, I, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Well, yeah. You know, I wish this was live. I mean, I think, you know, we could easily put together a group of people to be honored to, to hear from, from you, you no know, in person. And it. they would all clap because your life has made a big impact on a lot of other lives. Mm-hmm. You've lived a life of, of high level significance and influence, mm-hmm. you know, in, in some of the, I would definitely say the most touchiest, yep. um, polarizing, controversial and important issues of our time. It's kind of an interesting place for you to be. Yeah. Unfortunately, abortion is a, a controversial topic. It really shouldn't be right. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I feel like taking the lives of, of innocent human beings shouldn't be something that's controversial. Um, but unfortunately in, in our society today it is, and I have truly lived on, on both sides of, of that fence of, of this debate and have, have landed on, on, the right side, yes. um, on the, the side of righteousness, the, the godly side, I've landed on the side of life and, uh, I'm just, you know, so thankful every day that, that God has, has brought me through, um, the, the time of life that mm-hmm. I was in and has brought me to this other side. Man, which is beautiful. It's well it documented, is. you know, in the, the movie Unplanned. Yes. Um, which is incredible. Like my, I said, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it, but grab a tissue. Grab a tissue. Even if you don't have those tendencies, like grab a tissue, have have it around. It's, it's really, really, really well done. But, you know, it's it, it kind of documents that process that for some reason, a lot of people don't go through. And, and you know, we're going to get into some some laws and some things are going on right now. But what is it in you that you think allowed you to see something that struck your spirit a certain way and then move another direction because mm. that information is available to a lot of people. We're in a, we're in a world of YouTube and, and videos and you've seen, you know, Senate testimonials where they break down the processes and, you know, and some of this happens in private. Is it because we don't see it because yeah. of censorship or uh, people have an experience and they, they change from here to here, but just don't talk about it. You know, so it's maybe it's happening more than, than, than we think, or is it really not that shift is not happening for some other reason? Gosh, you know, I think it's so many things, honestly, David. I think that, you know, first and foremost, I think that we are living in a very wounded culture. So, uh, you know, one in three women in our country have had an abortion, which means that, you know, one in three men have been involved in an abortion Mm -hmm. in some way. And I mean, I can say from personal experience that it is much, much easier to say abortion is a nothing, right? Abortion is not murder. Uh, The baby is a nothing. Mm. Uh, The baby is just cells. The baby doesn't matter. There is no humanity. It's a lot easier to say that 
as a person who's had an abortion than to admit the truth and say, I participated in the murder of my child. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So a whole different level that, of grieving. Yeah. You're, you're sure. grieving in two different situations. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of justification happening in our, in our world today, in our society today. Um, and so we just act as if abortion is no big deal and abortion is normal because so many people have participated in it. And it's really, really hard to come to grips with the sin that you have participated in. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, you know, one thing. I think the second thing is that because it has been legalized for so long, we have just accepted it as acceptable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there were women who would come into our facility and they would say, well, you know, I've always believed that abortion is wrong, but it's legal, so it must not be that bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, That's the law is a teacher. And the law is meant to be a teacher. And and so it's just like, you know, if, uh, you know, it's like if for 24 hours, the law in a particular state was, it is now legal for the next 24 hours to break into someone's car and steal anything you want out of their car. Well, what do you think would happen for the oh, next 24 hours? San Francisco, well, San Francisco right there. every hour. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yep. Right? Because the law dictates our behavior. It mm-hmm. is a teacher. And so when the law says something is okay, then our morality as a culture says, well, then this is okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like that movie, The Purge. Right yeah. where you can yep. kill people for a certain mm-hmm. time, so there was like a killing spree, and that's sort of what's happened in our society for the past forty nine years. There's just been it's been like target practice, um, and the unborn have been the victims. You know, it was a really great point that you made. It was wow. a shock to us a few years ago. We started working with a pregnancy uh, resource center here in town, and um, they have baby bottle drives. What shocked me was how many churches would not allow them to come in to talk about baby uh, bottle drives or the pregnancy resource center or talk about abortion because they didn't want to offend the congregation because too many of the women or and men had had abortions and they just didn't want to offend the congregation versus working through the grieving process with them where the church should be the this is life and this is death you know they're not standing up for that a lot of them not all of them but there was quite a few which was really shocking to me that it wasn't being addressed it's shocking how many especially in such a conservative area that we yes, are when, that, we're in, it's outside Kansas City and Missouri yeah that, that's so that, exactly right. So that was really shocking. So when you say that, you know, we you, right now, obviously, you have the leak of Roe versus Wade, what's going on right now uh, with the Supreme Court, um, all of that. But there's some pregnancy cri- uh, resource centers that are actually being burned right now that the, the left or pro-abortion people are coming forward and saying, you know, hey— if they, if we're not going to be able to have abortions, you're not going to have these pregnancy resource centers either, which is really interesting. What's your thought on that? What's your take and what would be your response? You know, um, 
yeah, it's it, it was like you know there was a this big I don't know I guess fear mongering tactic that this group of people were going to come into particularly Catholic churches over you know this past Sunday and disrupt mass and mm-hmm. you know violence was going to erupt and it happened at a handful of churches but it wasn't wasn't a big deal um, you know so now they're targeting. That wasn't effective. So now they're targeting pregnancy centers and, you know, these pregnancy centers are actually doing the work Mm -hmm. that Planned Parenthood and these other groups are not doing. So, you know, you can call any Planned Parenthood across the country and say, um, hi, I, you know, I'm, I'm in need of diapers. I have a newborn at home and I need diapers. Can you help me? And I I need to come up there and pick up some diapers. Mm -hmm. Can you help? And their answer is going to be, we don't do that. Why? Yep. Um, Because they're not in the business of helping moms. They're not in the business of actually providing services. They're not in the business of empowering women. They're in the business of killing babies. Mm -hmm. And that's all they do. They're not going to help you pay your rent. They're not going to help you provide resources for you or your child. They're not going to buy you a crib. Uh, They're not going to pay your utility bill. They're not going to buy you maternity clothes. Mm -hmm. They're not going to help you get on Medicaid or WIC or, you know, anything like that. Mm -hmm. They are not in the business of serving and protecting and empowering and liberating women. That's not their, that's not what they do. And that is not their job. Mm-hmm. Um, their job is to provide misinformation to women. Their job is to manipulate women, to coerce them into convincing women and convincing women into believing that they are not strong enough to be mothers, that they are not powerful enough mm-hmm. to be mothers, that God created them to be something else besides mothers and mm-hmm. besides women, because now they're providing gender altering yep. uh, medication. They are in a complete misinformation and disinformation campaign. Mm-hmm. That's all they do. And, you know, I think about the eight years that I worked at Planned Parenthood and I think, you know, of, of all that time that I was there and I think of all the women that sat across my desk. And they came to me looking for help. They came to me, you know, looking for someone to look at them and go, you know, man, you're really tough, right? You're really strong. And that's what we said we were doing at Planned Parenthood. Now, these eight years, I said that I was a a secular feminist, right? I Mm -hmm. subscribe to secular feminism, okay? which I could do a whole show on why secular f- feminism is the downfall of our society. But at that, at that time, we need to have you back for that. We would love that. <laughs> at that time, you know, I was this raging secular feminist. And so these women would come to me saying, I have a problem. I need help. And my answer to them was, Oh, you're pregnant and you're in school. Oh, well, you're certainly not strong enough to finish your education and mm. be a mom. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you're going to be a single parent. The dad left. Oh, well, you're certainly not strong enough to be a single mom and have a baby. Or you're not strong enough to have a baby and have a career. You're not that strong of a woman. Wow. wow. So what we need to do is help you kill your baby. Because being a mom and then being a a, a career woman or having an education, well, you're not tough enough for that. 
And that's the opposite yeah. of actually empowering a woman. That is, that's preying on her at her moment of weakness. Mm. Women choose abortions at their weakest moment. And we knew that at Planned Parenthood. And that was when we would prey on them and attack them Mm -hmm. at that weakest point in their life. You know, the the Pregnancy Resource Center that we work here, their first goal, numero uno, is to get the the father in in the space. Mm -hmm. If they can get him in the sonogram room, they have almost... Ninety some percent chance really of, of them changing chance. if they can get the man involved to say, "Hey, we need to tap the brakes on this. Mm-hmm. I'm with you in this. You're not alone." And I think just versions of "You're not alone," whether it's it's the man being involved and they can kind of walk him through. They have male counselors there involved so, d- just to help that guy, like you know, take some deep breaths, think of what yep. you're doing. They they offer help throughout the pregnancy and then the next mm-hmm. year, a monthly class on how to do a budget, how to pay your rent, how to some of these some of these girls will come in just for a ten dollar quick trip card, right? Just, just for, for consultation, gas. because during yep. the financial situation where mm-hmm. I just don't even have the gas mm-hmm. money to get there, you know, or to buy a sandwich or something, it's like they're in a very vulnerable state, you know, and, and again, again, that's what you say, but providing answers and resources, there really are. I don't know what the number is, but I think it's maybe 10 to one. There's resource centers available to Planned Parenthoods. I've heard numbers that say there's 20 to one in some states yeah. um, that, that there are resources available, yeah. but it's really pitched as that's your, only, your option. only option, but there mm-hmm. are a lot of options. And another reputation like the, the church gets or that conservatives get is you're, you're you know, only concerned after the baby's, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when, when the baby's in the womb, but not after, but there are massive resources available to people today in, in a, at the scale there's never been in the past. But this is the thing, Dave and Stacey, even if that were true, okay, even if we didn't give two flips about the baby after it was born, okay, even if the church and and pregnancy resources didn't exist and the church did not care, didn't give two rat's tails about the baby after it was born and we didn't do anything, abortion is still wrong. Yes. It's a great point. exactly right. Even if that were true. Even if we didn't provide any assistance, even if even if there were not twenty five hundred pregnancy resource centers out there, even if there were not even if there were not benevolence funds out the mm-hmm. wazoo at churches, mm-hmm. and you know pregnancy centers didn't give out billions of diapers a year, mm-hmm. and we didn't have rent funds and electricity funds and all these different things, even if that didn't exist, even if the pro life movement was only here to ensure that babies were not slaughtered and dismembered and torn Mm. apart in the most barbaric ways possible inside their mother's wombs. Even if that was all we did, that would still be okay because abortion is, is that bad. Amen. Abortion is so wrong that even if we did nothing else, even if all we did was work to help that woman not have an abortion, then our help stopped, mm-hmm. that would be enough. And, and abortion yep. is that wrong. And thank God it's not either or. There is is, is the win on both yeah, sides. That's which exactly is, right. Which is right. fantastic. Let's talk about your new book real quick uh, that, that's coming out because the things you create, it's not even just from your brain. There's like a piece of you that goes into everything you touch. I don't care if it's a post on social media or or if you know, the movie or a book, everything that you touch, you can tell you poured your, you know, like I saw one night John Maxwell, like it's age 70, written like 80 books or something. I'm like, how you do that? How you do that? I really care that much. That takes the team. 
things that you touch, you can tell like you poured a part of your soul into it. Yes. Fierce Mercy, Abby Johnson. You can get this book wherever books are sold. So, but tell us a little bit about this book, Abby. Yeah. So my first two books, um, you know, Unplanned and The Walls Are Talking, that was really pretty much just about abortion. I mean, it, you know, really just talked sort of about the abortion industry and and my journey sort of in and out of the abortion industry and um, clinic stories and things like that. And so Fierce Mercy, I wanted to talk, I wanted to get a little more personal. I wanted to talk about really my Christian walk. I wanted to talk about just ways that I have personally experienced God mercy, God's mercy. And then, you know, how does that translate in our own lives as mm-hmm. Christians? And And I also wanted just to talk personally about you know, I think, you know, people look at me and, and they're like, oh, cool. You know, well, she's, you know, that's great. She's, you know, this pro-life person. She spoke at the RNC and she's doing all these things, you know, and that's cool, but that's, I could never do that. And I'm like, no, maybe you're not going to speak at the RNC, but you can make just as you know, an important impact in your own community, you know, with the people in your church, with your neighbor. And God is empowering you to do that. He will equip you to do that if you just give your yes. And, um, and I, I wanted just to talk about my own personal life and just the healing that I've seen in God's mercy, even just in my own marriage, you know, since leaving Planned Parenthood. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I left Planned Parenthood, I had one child and now we have eight and, um, just, you know, I just talk wow. a lot about how God wastes nothing in our lives. Like if we will give everything we have to him, our past, our shame, our guilt, every sin that we have ever committed, if we will give it to him, he will waste none of that and he will use all of it for his glory. And so I talk a lot about that in the book. And so it's a very personal book for me. I talk about... um our adoption journey with one of our children. I talk about um, the crisis I felt I was in when I found out we were having twins. It's a very personal book. I, it's, you know, I think people will get to know me a little bit better outside of just being a, you know, a pro-life activist. Yep. And um, so I hope they'll pick it up. I love oh. it. Again, you go to abbyj.com. Uh, her book is there as well. Thank you so much for your time today, Abby. This has been great. And we would love to have you back. And, and I'd love to schedule. You could have three hours, five, whatever, <laughs> well, you, want, you, want whatever you want. Whatever you want. We are here because it is it is an honor just to be anything that gets your message out. Wow. Is she the best? Oh, my gosh. That was so much fun. You know, in this position, we get a chance to meet people you really respect and hold in a high high degree of honor. And and. She, man, man she far exceeded any expectation. She's whatsoever. everything I hoped she would be and more. She really was. I'm so thankful from for Carla from Cole 1972 for introducing mm-hmm. us to uh, to Abby. You know, we've had the opportunity to work with Carla from Cole1972.com now for a few months. When you use promo code Flyover, you get ten percent off of women's clothing and the prices are fabulous to begin with so you'll want to go there but when you do that you are supporting the pro-life movement a family that has done so much they've given up so much to be able to do this so go to cole1972.com check out the clothes use promo code flyover and get 10 percent off it's a family doing great things you can really get behind and they also provide an opportunity for people to participate in the fashion industry without participating in the abortion industry at the same time 
Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.